0: Mrs. Chandler? Yes! Hey! How are you doing? Welcome to Episode 4 of the Chalk Dust Podcast, where teachers talk about their experiences in the classroom, because once the dust settles, every teacher has a story to tell. This is Kirby Alexander, your host, and today I'm talking with Chandler Hefter, a first grade teacher living in Coppell, Texas. I first met Chandler back in the fall of 2014 when she was enrolled in my introductory education course at TCU. We worked together again more closely during the 2018-19 academic year when she was one of my graduate teaching assistants. Chandler is one of those people whose energy and positivity are totally contagious and I know her students love being in her class. Let's jump in and hear from Chandler. All right. Well, Chandler, it's great to hear from you. And thank you so much for taking some time uh, to visit with me today. I know that uh, what's been going on lately, uh, we all kind of have a lot more time since a lot of our students have been sent home for at least you know a few weeks uh, while the coronavirus is kind of running its course and we're waiting to see what happens. But I really appreciate you just taking some time to talk with me about your teaching experiences and, um, and what you've learned so far in this process.
1: Yeah, happy to be here. Glad to hear from you too.
0: Absolutely. Well, let me just jump on in and uh, really just uh, give us some context and tell us a little bit about what you're doing now. Uh, what are you teaching? What grade? What subjects? That kind of thing.
1: Yeah, perfect. Well, I teach um, first grade at Canyon Ranch Elementary, which is a brand new school in Coppell ISD, mm-hmm. which is about 20 minutes um, outside of Dallas, okay. technically in Irving, um, and our school opened its doors for the first time this year, um, which was a cool experience to get to navigate, but also has added even more challenges um, as a first-year teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have 19 kiddos in my class, and we have a very high um, ESL population. Okay. So um, I would say about 90% of our students or so are um, actually from, Asia or mostly from India. Um, so in my class I have 19 kids and 17 out of my 19 kids are, um, Indian. So I have a very, very, uh, different, um, Mm -hmm. population of students that I was used to teaching before. Um, but it's been so cool this year to get to learn more about their culture and just, um, wasn't a culture I knew too much about. So I've been fully immersed in it and it's, Been awesome! It's such a cool um, population of students to get to teach.
0: Oh, that's great! So you know, I remember you know being a part of this process when you were my my graduate teaching assistant, and I'm Mm -hmm. just curious, you know, how you landed this job. You know, what's the story behind uh, getting this job um, at this school?
1: It's actually uh, uh, just thinking about that. It doesn't seem that long ago, um, but I probably started everything looking for a job um probably like over winter break when I was at home going stir crazy Mm -hmm. and just kind of the first time in your life you're trying to think wow okay I really have all these possibilities what what am I going to do sort of thing Mm
2: -hmm. um
1: so I probably did way too much too early but that's just kind of my natural personality um I would just check those job postings all the time um email anyone and everyone who would listen Went to multiple job fairs, was just probably being more annoying and obsessive about it than I should have been. Um, but it was actually pretty cool. The job, my job that I have now actually came out of the TCU job fair. Oh, that's which, great. Which um, was cool. I, I don't think I expected um, that to happen, but um, I talked to, um, actually, he was a high school assistant principal um, at the Coppell ISD table at the mm-hmm. TCU job fair. And um, he told me about uh, my current principal and just how it was a new school and how he would put in a good word for me. But I should email her, too. Um, So that was on a Wednesday, I think. And Mm -hmm. I sent her um, an email and we had a screener interview on Friday, which was just a FaceTime interview. Um, And then at the end of the interview, she said, oh, I would love for you to come um, and do an in-person interview. I was like, "Okay, great. Um, she's like, when are you available? And uh, she's like, how about Monday? And I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. You know, Monday's the only day I can't do. And she's like, well, can you come this afternoon? And I was like, uh, okay. And so I yeah. remember just being even more nervous and just, you know, going home, putting on some interview clothes and driving yeah. to Coppell. No time to think um, about it. No time to think about it. But what was crazy is because it was a brand new school. It's not like she could give me a tour of the school. Like I don't. When I interviewed with her, the assistant principal wasn't even selected yet. So my interview was literally just me and my principal, which when I did it the first time, I didn't really think anything of it. I was like, okay, like she was great. I loved her, but there was nobody else you could meet. And so Mm -hmm. when I was saying yes to my school, that was a big thing for me was, oh, well, I want to know my team. I want to know what grade I'm teaching. I want to meet all the teachers. I want to feel, I want to meet the people and feel a part and be one with those people. So it was really, really difficult decision, um, but so I interviewed with her on Friday and then on Monday, um, she called actually while I was at TC riding camp, um, okay. she called, um, Dr. Luby as my, one of my references and, uh, he was watching me teach as he was being my reference, which was kind of funny. <laughs> um, but, um, she called and offered me the job and it was my first job offer and it was, looking back on it it was a hard yes because I I'm a person who likes options and Mm -hmm. so it was hard for me to say yes without no it was so early it was early March which most people I would say most schools are looking for teachers in May June July Mm -hmm. but because my principal didn't have a school that she was currently running all she was doing was looking for teachers so it happened a little bit earlier than most yeah um so I was I was it was hard to say yes without knowing what else was going to come. I'm a big weigh-your-options kind of person. Right. And so the fact that I couldn't weigh my options was really difficult. Um, yep. But she gave me a week to think about it because I begged her to give me. <laughs> and I ended up going to another job fair and another interview and had one more um, job offer. That So now I was able to kind of choose between two. Um, which made it more difficult because I was able to go to that school. I was able to meet that team, meet the principal, meet the assistant principal. So now I had one offer that I was just saying yes to the principal, and then I had another offer where I could kind of envision myself a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Um, But ultimately I said yes clearly to um, the new school, and the new school just had a lot of appeals to me, Um, getting to start a school from the ground up, getting to not really filling someone else's shoes, but kind Mm -hmm. of getting to – be there right from the beginning oh, and yeah. help kind of be one of those foundational people and envision um, the school all together. That was a huge reason why I ended up saying yes. And the principal, I could just tell, was going to be an amazing leader for our school. So That's great. So I said yes um, oh. to that job. And it was a good feeling knowing that I, had the re- I could enjoy the rest of my spring semester as a graduate student yeah. and not have to be quite a nervous wreck.
0: Well, oh, that's great. So you said yes. I imagine at some point you signed a contract and, you know, you finish out your semester at TCU. So, you know, what are you feeling at this point? You know, are you envisioning yourself in your classroom or starting to like even picture what it's going to look like? Describe uh, the anticipation you're feeling as you start to think about setting up your first classroom.
1: Yeah, um, there was a lot of questions, a lot of anticipation. Um. At this point, when I said yes, I didn't know what grade I was teaching. Okay. Um, didn't know what grade. Did, again, didn't know any of the other teachers or anything like that. Um, so my principal was great. Um, she wrote different blog posts each week, posting pictures of the school. But at this point, when I would drive by the school, it was literally metal poles in the ground. There was no building. I had no idea what my classroom was going to look like. Nothing. Um, but as we went further along... Um, in the spring semester, in the summer, um, as more teachers got hired, we would all post videos introducing ourselves, um, so I got to know more people that way. Uh, we mm-hmm. also had a big, um, I think it was in, towards the end of May, she had a big get-together where we were revealed um, what we were teaching, and my school's a little different. It's in a house system, Okay. Um. so that's kind of hard to explain, but... Um. There's six different houses. Okay. And so my house is green house. So okay. we have, um, and it's just K through two. So there's two kindergarten teachers, two first grade teachers, and two second grade teachers, um, in my house. So gotcha. I, and then there's other red, orange, and yellow house, which are two third grade teachers, two fourth grade teachers, and two fifth grade teachers. Oh, okay. Um. So once I found out what house I was in and who I would be um, teaching alongside, that made it a little bit easier to um envision, but pretty much I listened to Haley's before this. All we, all I could do was buy books. So I just remember going crazy <laughs> and just kept buying more books because that was that was a safe bet. I knew my kids were gonna need books. Right. Um and so yeah, I I don't think anything could have prepared me. My the way that my classroom looks is um quite different than um any classroom that I had um, been in before, so uh-huh. like I said, we have the, a house system. So, I in my house, I have one other first grade teacher, but around me are kindergarten and second grade teachers, okay. not the rest of my first grade teachers. So okay. that was different than what I'd seen before. Yeah. Um, also, our furniture is very, very modern and very flexible. So it's all designed to be moved all over the classroom. Um, yeah. Our kids. So, don't have assigned seats or anything like that they're supposed to be able to work wherever okay. um they feel comfortable um our outside of our classrooms we have a big community like open space where there's lots of tables and flexible seating and the kids go out there and are allowed to do their work out work out there too um so i think even I, I feel like i probably was envisioning a more standard classroom than what i could have ever imagined uh Yep. so my anticipation was i feel like i'd waited for that moment for so long um but we actually didn't get to go into our classrooms until about two weeks before school started oh wow um so we really had no i, I really had no idea what it was gonna look or be like um yeah the school the school was finished but yep. when we we went back to professional development in august and we couldn't do professional development at our school we had to do it at a Remote location because our school was still being worked on. Mm -hmm. Um, So we cut we cut it close, but um, it it's perfect, and I couldn't imagine it um, being any different now.
0: Oh, that's great! So uh, so you got everything set up, you were ready to go. Um, So you talk about the first few days of school. You know, once you finally met your students and kind of how you started off your year.
1: Yeah, I would say I just remember being told it's survival. (laughs) You you just have to survive that first day of school. Um, And especially, again, I feel like being at a new school just made it so different because we had no idea what it was going to look like. I remember sitting around a table for hours planning on what the dismissal and drop off was going to look like. No one had been in our school before. Mm -hmm. No one knew how the kids were going to get there, how they were going to come home. Um, So it was definitely a team effort. Um, I remember one teacher looking at me and saying, "Well, when in doubt, just pick up a book and read to them. Just sit them down and, and pick up a book <laughs> and read to them, and it will all be okay." Yeah. Um, so, I for sure, probably read them a lot of books. Um, right. But I just remember my biggest thing was I. Those kids were so overwhelmed being in a new building, and just to be a, a familiar, loving face to them, um, just wanting them to have fun. We did mm-hmm. lots of. Exploration, putting the math manipulatives on the table, um, just getting to let them play, let them be kids, letting them get used to um, kind of our schedule more. We mm-hmm. might not have been doing strict math, strict reading, strict everything, but just getting them kind of used to the schedule, getting them... I remember we had to practice lunch and recess so many times because <laughs> us as teachers didn't even know what that was going to look like. Right. So I feel like survival was the best, best word to describe those first few days, but... Yep just making sure that they were greeted each day with a hug and ended each day knowing how loved and how excited I was to see them back tomorrow was yeah. was the top priority. <laughs>
0: oh, for sure. So I'm you know I'm seeing a theme here, you know, for first year teachers when in doubt, buy books. And if yeah. you're if you're still in doubt, read the books.
1: <laughs> read the books. I know my kids especially now since we've midway I I I've been posting videos for them and just, I miss reading to you so much. Oh yeah. I do. I feel like just having them around, sitting on the carpet and reading to them, I feel like if they remember anything from first grade, just being read to and getting to experience so many different kinds of books and Mm -hmm. just develop that passion and love for reading at such a young age was just something I went into this year really, really wanting to instill in them.
2: Oh yeah.
0: And so, um, you know, I imagine those first few days were kind of like a honeymoon period as you're doing some of the stuff you described, letting them just figure out the math manipulatives, learning how to kind of how you're even going to do lunch and recess and that kind of thing. Um, And then, you know, at some point you really have to get busy teaching, you know? Mm -hmm. So once the beginning of the year stuff was over, how was that transition into really starting to do the real work of a
1: teacher? hard <laughs> i feel like that's the best <laughs> word to describe it um yeah i feel like it was hard and at those first few weeks of school especially having six-year-olds at the time their stamina is so low they they can't mm-hmm. sit on the carpet you can't you tell them one thing you you can't tell them five more things because they're going to forget the first thing you told right. them so you just just letting them um not trying to get too much done i feel like that was the best thing that i learned was it being okay. If you were behind, yeah um, was okay. It was more important for them to um, survive the day and listen and get those routines and procedures in place. Mm-hmm. Um, that took a little bit for me to to realize that they they couldn't sit there they couldn't listen to five different instructions. they just did, they just needed one right. and then let them go try it and bring them back um, but it was it was hard too uh being at a new school we we didn't have all of our curriculum oh, to start wow. the year. Um, so we, I taught the first few months of school without um, actually having our writing curriculum. I was having oh, wow. to read kind of interpretations of the curriculum. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I feel like in the moment that was so hard. But looking back on it now, those kids still learned. They still learned how to write. They, it, it didn't hurt them. So I feel like looking back on it now. It was a, it was growing pains, You know, we'll, we'll look back at the school that our first year we survived yeah. without all of our bits and pieces, but mm-hmm. it was, it was hard. I, I still do. I get to school about five 30 every morning and oh I feel word. like the, the to-do list is never ending. Yeah. And it took me a little while to realize that that was okay, that the to-do list was never ending mm-hmm. and to kind of prioritize what was important, even teaching the kids what, what did I really want them to get out of? That day, did I did I want to spend longer on math? Did I did I feel like they didn't get that math lesson yesterday? Or oh, did after lunch we didn't finish writing? Do we need to come back on that? So just prioritizing things and not sticking so much to such a rigid schedule, but really listening to um, what the kids needed and um, what was important. But I feel like yes, I it's always you're always playing catch up as a teacher. Oh yeah. you're always adjusting and making decisions. Um, constantly during the day um, but I kind of feel like that honeymoon period uh, yeah it came to an abrupt abrupt end <laughs> and rea- reality hit but yeah. it, it's cool especially now to look back and I mean especially as a first year teacher sometimes I feel like oh, am, I, am I doing this right or are mm-hmm. they really learning but you look back on the growth that they've made I feel like it's hard to see it um, being with them every day but yeah. going back and reflecting on what the beginning of the year looked like to what they can do now. Oh yeah. Uh, they, they are learning. Even, even if maybe if you don't feel like they are, you don't feel like you're doing your best job. Um, yeah. They, they are learning, which I feel like that's important to
0: remember. Oh, too. for sure. Oh yeah. And so have you ever had moments where either you're confronted with something that you thought, Oh my word, there's just, I didn't see this coming at all. Or, or you just ask yourself, you know, what have I gotten myself into? What am <laughs> I doing here? Uh, have you ever had moments of the, those disillusionment moments like that?
1: Uh, I, yes, for sure. I feel like <laughs> one, one sticks out to me when I heard you start that question. Um, a couple weeks into school, um, I had a, a sweet friend who came up to me in the middle of me reading them a book, which when you're in first grade, that happens quite frequently. Mm-hmm. And he he was telling me that his ears hurt. I was like okay, What? whatever, I'm reading a book. You really think your ears hurting is, is more important than um, my book that I'm reading to you right now? <laughs> and he sat down, but I could see that he was like kind of crying, kind of tugging at his ears. And uh, he came back up to me and um, he had stuck crayons down his ears.
0: Oh my word.
1: <laughs> like so far down his ears that I couldn't even see the crayons.
0: Oh my god. So,
1: that was one of those moments as I'm dragging him down to the nurse-slash-principal's office that you're like, oh, like I almost have tears in my eyes, like, was this my fault? Like, I wasn't watching him. How on earth did he, was he able to stick these in his ears and I didn't see him? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so long story short, that friend had to leave for the day to go to the emergency room oh, to I'm get sure. his crayons oh, taken out of word. his ears. Um, but I feel like that's one of those moments as a first year teacher where I can laugh about it now, but in the moment it was so easy to take it so hard on myself that, oh, I wasn't watching them close enough. He stole crayons on his ears. What have I done? Sort of thing. Um, but you know, he came back to school the next day and told me, I asked him, had a conversation about why he did that. And yeah. he told me it was because he wanted to color the inside of his ears.
0: Oh, okay. Well, you know.
1: (laughs) So he clearly learned his lesson. I I kind of
0: see his point, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Then again, I might have been the kid with crayons in my ears too,
2: so.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That was one of probably the craziest moments I'll look back on. Um well, we all laugh about it now, and every everyone knows him, and everyone knows me as having the kid that stuck the crayons down their ears.
2: Oh, yeah. Um,
1: but you truly just never know what's going to happen. Each day is a new adventure, especially with 19 six-year-olds, and yeah. I feel like that's what, what gets me coming back each day. You never oh, know yeah. what they're going to do or what they're going to say. Oh,
0: absolutely. So do you have like a, a group of people or people in your school that you kind of – continually go to that, you know, like if either you're feeling like something didn't go well or, you know, mm-hmm. you just something some other issue you just, you know, you're dealing with, do you have like a, a support group that you keep in constant yeah. contact with?
1: Our school is cool because we have we have the two levels of teams. So I have my house team, which is my um greenhouse teachers so there's six of us that who I teach next door to every day mm-hmm. um and then I also have my first grade team so I feel like that's pretty that's pretty cool that you don't just have one support system you kind of have your your close ones that you teach alongside with every day yeah. but then you also have the ones who you share um a common alley grade wise together um so that I would say I have two support systems that way but also our school is pretty cool because we were so new and we actually have a very young principal. Our st- our uh-huh. staff is really young, so there's, um, I believe there's five or six of us that are all first year teachers. Oh wow. um, At the school together, which is pretty unheard of. I feel like if you're a first year teacher, usually you're kind of in it solo. You don't really yeah. have too many people um, who are in a similar boat. So mm-hmm. um, that's pretty cool. I feel like uh, it's a unique year and to have. Um, that many um, people who are going through the same thing um, is a unique support system that mm-hmm. um, I feel lucky to get to have too. But um, our principal is great. We also have um, an instructional coach who um, I, I had never heard of that before, uh-huh. um, but she comes in and partners with us and um, helps us teach lessons. Just last week I was struggling to teach my kids money and she can come in and um help you design lessons and even come help you teach the lessons if you need them um so she's a really cool um support system to go to too mm-hmm. so i i've never felt like i wasn't supported which is a is a cool feeling to have that i guess i sometimes take for granted um but no it's it's a really supportive place to work and i i feel like the people are what make um our school what it is so i feel really lucky to get to teach
0: there oh that's great You know, one thing I remember uh, when I was in my first year of teaching was that I was kind of always evaluating myself, you know, even, even sometimes in the middle of lessons, I just think to myself, you know, I'm doing this differently next year. And I thought it more with, you know, things like procedures or just kind of the, the, the bigger uh, strategies, you know, like lining up or where to put things or how to store things. But I think, you know, like, I can't start this now because I just don't have really the time and the kids are kind of already in a pattern. But I think, you know, but starting day one next year, I'm going to start mm-hmm. doing something differently. If you had any uh, routines or strategies or anything else where you've just said to yourself next year from day one, I'm doing this differently.
1: Yeah, I, f- I feel the same way. I feel like I'm always constantly not looking towards next year, but especially being at a new school, I feel like so many things will be in place next year. Mm-hmm. Um. Especially the biggest thing that I think will really be beneficial is our, our kids stay in the same house. So next year, the first graders that I get will have been in kindergarten in greenhouse. Okay. Um, so they will have teachers that teach two doors down from me. They will have, we have lunch and recess um, together with all greenhouse. So I'll be familiar with the kids. Um, so I think that will help too. They'll be familiar with the school, which will help. I feel like a lot of this year for us has been, um, growing pains and being like, Oh, well, well that'll be better next year. Or, mm-hmm. We'll know how to do that. Do that next year. Um, so we also, the, our school is one-to-one with iPads. So,
2: oh wow. um,
1: we didn't get the iPads until probably about October, mm. um, which for me, I didn't know any different. I wasn't all the schools I had students taught at, I wasn't used to first graders having iPads. I was used to having to print things and um, you know, use yeah. manipulatives more and things like that. And I think it was really easy to be like, Oh, my six year olds, they what, they you're gonna give them that ipad and they're gonna do X, Y, and Z on the iPad. They're gonna create a keynote presentation all about their <laughs> historical figures. No, they can't do that. And so I feel like a lot at the beginning of the year I was I I didn't see uh, I, not that I undervalued them, but I had just, there was so much I didn't know. And so I feel like going into next year and having kindergartners that will already be so familiar with the iPads, I feel like that's a big one for, for oh, us. Yeah. And we, we're a very technology heavy district mm-hmm. and a really technology heavy school. And so I feel like that'll be, I'll know. Um I was just so used to, Oh, well, I'll go make a copy of that. But then a teacher will turn to me and be like, Oh, well, have you, have you tried to tried to do it on pages or, you keynote or have to make a Google docs and just seeing how capable these were in such a technology heavy, uh, world or society yeah. now. And just seeing how that affects school wasn't really something I've seen before this year. So I feel like, um, that's something I'll start my year um already knowing. And so I yeah. feel like that's a big thing that I'll be able to improve on. Yeah. Um, for next year. But I mean, there's, there's things I do every day that I don't think will change. Like I said before, I greet every one of my kids with a hug each morning and they know they can't enter that, that door until they've given me a hug. And I feel mm-hmm. like that just starts each day on a good foot. Yeah. Um, I get to check in with them. They get to tell me what they ate for breakfast or what they played last night or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, we re- read, we read a lot in our classroom. I at least read them two books a day. Um, just because I feel that's so important um, for them to um, just be surrounded by um, different books and getting exposure to different books um, and just really hitting home what they're passionate about. So my class this year is super passionate about space. I just read them, which is so random. It probably took me until you know, September, October, December to realize, okay, we're as a class are really interested in space. And yeah. so just finding something that gets them going and gets them engaged. Um, I just took that and ran with it. So we're, well, who knows when we will be able to do this, but um, we're, we're starting in science, uh, living and non-living things. And so I found these tomato seeds that were um, grown um on the international space station. Oh, wow. And so just relating everything back to what they were interested in. And I knew, Oh, we've well, learned a lot about the international space station through books that we've read as a class. And so just knowing that that would be something that they would be excited about mm-hmm. just always, especially at such a young age, just getting them really excited, um, to come to school and what, about what we were doing is just really important to me. Um, and I would say that's a non-negotiable and something that I hope to keep doing yeah. um, as I keep teaching.
0: Oh yeah. So you know, what do you think you'll remember the most
1: about this first year? Um, I would say my sweet kiddos. I don't know if I'm just in a a miss, very missing mood because I haven't seen them mm-hmm. um, in two weeks. But I feel like my first group of kiddos. We've been through a lot together, and I think Corona's just adding to the list. Um, but I feel like that's the biggest thing It's just, yeah, I will always remember their 19 sweet faces. And I feel like just the staff at my school in general, um, we've gone through a lot. We've had to lean a lot on each other, Mm -hmm. um, this year I'm building and starting this new school from the ground up. And so I feel like the people will really, really stick out to me, um, the most, it's pretty cool. We have a, um, between my classroom and the other first grade classroom that's in my house, we have a collab, Um And so, okay. I have, have another first grade teacher that teaches right next to me. Um, and so, our classrooms get to do a lot together. We do a lot of co-teaching between um, the two first grade classrooms. And so, I, I feel like some of those lessons that we've done together and getting to see all of our first graders interacting together um, will probably be some of the um, memories that I'll look back on and um, love
0: the most. Wow, that's really great, uh, Chandler. Uh, sounds like you're having a just a fantastic experience in your first year. And even though things have kind of taken a, a crazy turn here at the end, you know, you have a lot of, of great memories to to build on and to learn from. And I really appreciate you taking some time to uh, to share them with me today.
1: Yes, of course. It was so good to talk to you and hear from you as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You too, Chandler. Bye-bye.
1: Bye.